0: i
1: to the party pal the mind bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed I am Michael Shields and I'm here as always, with my co-host, Brian Saxon. What's up, Brian? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. This is a... Because you can't say Merry Christmas anymore. There's a war on Christmas. There's definitely know, a war on Christmas. I don't know if Christmas. you know about this. It's really... It's heated. It's heated I mean, it's battle. cool for me. I don't celebrate it anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could care less. It's... Uh, but this is... This is... uh. We will talk about Christmas a whole bunch here, and we will get into that. Well, what we have here today for you is... The Die Hard 30th Anniversary Spectacular We're celebrating nice. 30 years of one of the um, uh, For My Money, maybe yours as well One of the greatest films uh, of all time Yes The 1988 uh, American action film Directed by John McTiernan And written by Stephen E. Souza and Jeb Stewart It stars Bruce Willis as off-duty police officer John McClane and Alan Rickman as international thief Hans Gruber, it's um, based on the book by Roderick Thorpe, which is titled "Nothing Lasts Forever," and it's uh, it's widely considered one of the greatest action films of all time, and one of the best um, holiday films of all time as well. More on that later, but uh,
2: that's a new development.
1: That's a new, that's a yes, more more recent uh, thing. Um, But so it was released July 12th, 1988. Uh, So that's 30 years past at this point. Um, And we both uh, have bonded over this film for a while now. I mean, this podcast is named after Die Hard. Welcome to the Party is a famous life. So so we mess with it. You love this film. I do. Our logo is uh, is an ode to this film.
2: I am Heinz Gruber. Yeah. And I'm John McClane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. Uh, I saw it in theaters when mm-hmm. it came out, so yeah. I was nine? You were nine, I was ten years old. Yeah, yeah. I was nine when I took it, yeah. and it fucking blew my blew my shit apart. Yeah. That was, like, back in, like, when summer was just the, the be-all, end-all to, like, release, like, big blockbuster action movies. Yep. And the waters weren't saturated with tons of options. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Yeah, I feel like now anything
1: could get lost in the in, in, the, the,
2: in the in the
1: abyss of so much so much stuff. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a it was a big deal. I just I um yeah, I was ten. I, I remember seeing it. I, I mean I I remember it vividly. I, I was taken by it. Um, I remember thinking about the bloody feet a lot. The bloody like yeah. You know, afterwards, I was thinking about that. Um, that that visual really stuck with me.
2: Well, it, it's great because the the feet are such a are such a uh, important part of the story yeah. and they set it up this is a testament to the, to the screenplay Absolutely. they set it up in the very first scene of the movie mm-hmm. when they're on the plane and the guy says to McClane you know you don't like flying when you get back to your hotel take off your shoes and make fists with,
1: fist with your toes
2: and that's what he's doing yep. like moments before the terrorists come in so the whole time that he's running around in Nakatomi with no shoes on and like it's you know it's, fucking his feet up running yeah. through glass that is all because of that opening scene absolutely that is just pure genius brilliant,
1: brilliant storytelling writing yeah absolutely um that's one thing about it that i mean it just well said it's uh, all the pieces matter it's one of those things where it just put together and you know the framework of it is is just just absolutely brilliant um so yeah the screenwriter was steve Stephen e souza and jeb stewart uh Steven also did Running Man. He did 48 Hours Commando. uh, Ended up doing Die Hard 2. Um, Which is a solid one. I love Die Hard
2: 2.
0: Die Hard 2 is really
2: good. A lot of people kind of do like Die Hard and then Die Hard with a Vengeance. But Die Hard 2 is such a solid sequel. Yeah, I agree. Kind of takes like the same elements. Mm -hmm. It's almost like uh, they didn't like... They kept the... uh, the packaging the yeah, same and absolutely. then just replaced out like terrorists and kind of yeah kind of did it the same way and it, it really works I Rennie, was... Rennie Harlan
1: Rennie Harlan. Uh, yeah I really Who also I...
2: did Cliffhanger Oh, he did and yeah. one of the biggest box office bombs of all time Cutthroat Island the pirate movie starring Gina Davis and I don't even remember now, it. oh not my god how many people do yeah but that was a Good big pull big flop for
1: him and I think it like kind of derailed his career Wow. But... I always think of that scene where um, they tell the pilots that they like they change the altitude on them when they crashed the plane when the terrorists crash the plane. Like yeah. that, like freaked me out. Yeah. Like well, they, and
2: then there's a great line because uh, he kind of turns to McClane and he's just like he's like McClane, is this what you had in mind? Mm. And just like kind of dollies in on Bruce Willis's face and he's like, no, this is
1: just the beginning. Yeah. 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 That's good. Like it's good trailer. Yep. Yeah. Good it's trailer, good trailer one-liners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the pedigree for Die Hard. Is um, we were just talking about the screenwriter who did those films, um, John McTiernan. He did uh, Predator, Red October, ended up doing Die Hard with a Vengeance, Thomas you know, Crown Affair, Thomas Crown Affair. So he's like doing all these good blockbusters. The cinematographer, uh, John DeBond, Jan, Jan, Jan DeBond, Jan.
2: he's a Dutch,
1: yeah, yep. So he did Speed, Twister. Minority report flatliners. I mean this is a good team they assembled for this one.
2: Um yeah, so Jan de actually he came up with the idea of the opening scene in speed where they get trapped in the elevator because uh, he got trapped in one of the elevators in Die Hard while, while fighting. Oh no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: In so that was, so that was uh, the
2: inspiration for the opening scene where Keanu Bob. Reeves has to yeah,
1: way to tie that in. That's Pretty cool. Dope.
2: Pretty dope, right?
1: Yeah, so he that was in uh, the building they used for um, Nakatomi was um the corporate headquarters of 20th Century Fox at the Fox Fox Plaza in Century City that was that was the building they used It was actually under construction uh, that office where they, they house uh, all the uh, hostages that's uh, the 30th floor it's um, a recreation of Frank Lord, uh, Lloyd Lloyd Wright right. I'm stumbling over words today um, his design house Falling Water which was really cool I love uh, what a cool setting yeah. for, for that type of uh, madness that, that, it, that happens
2: yeah it's weird when you I mean I watched that you know I saw that movie in theaters and then I just watched it Repeatedly, as a kid on VHS. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like you kind of start seeing things in HD. Kind of when you watch like an old movie in HD, you really notice like specific um, elements that like you didn't notice when you were a kid. Yeah. And one of them is that like that whole set, you can see that that background like uh, at the opening party where even before John gets there, it's kind of like sunset like you can see that that sunset is fake like yeah. they're on a stage yeah yeah i remember like i remember when i was a kid like watching it countless times like oh this i just assume this is a real like yeah they're shooting in a real did. bend in, in a real building and yeah. then like after years and years and also like working on sets too mm-hmm. kind of at one point i'm like oh wow this is like an entire set oh, i get it yeah I get it. <laughs> that's just a picture behind
1: <laughs> behind bonnie bedelia i love that eureka moment um yeah, while you were saying that, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, when I would watch it as a kid, I mean, it. I thought of it as a great film, um, you know, something that blew my mind. I loved it, but I didn't really, you know, and at that point, why would I gauge it like this? But I didn't, you know, see it as as kind of this masterpiece that I got to know. And I remember I was taking a film class in, in, um, in college, and... You know, the films that we were studying. It was like Citizen Kane, Rear Window, Third Man, Double. I've never seen Third Man. Yeah, it's cool. You should see it. That's Double... been popping up on one of my. Is it? Give I it think a go. on Amazon. Really, really cool. I'd like to talk about it with you after you see that's, it.
2: That's Orson Welles, right?
1: Okay. Yeah, yep. Uh, Double Indemnity was another one. He, uh, my, my teacher loved Devil in a Blue Dress. He went big on that. Um, City Lights in Modern Times. And then one day he comes in and he's like, all right, our next film, we're going to talk about is Die Hard. And like, I'm like, oh, but he wasn't like, it was, it was dead serious to him. He he, like he, you know, he was not just throwing us an action bone, you know, he was like having fun. He was like, this is, this is absolutely a masterpiece. Here's why. Yeah. And it was, it was just, it was kind of cool because I was realizing that, you know, there was more layers to it. It was more important than just this fun film, you know? Yeah. It's a it's a serious like build up too. Yeah. It's not like
2: a action movie for yeah action scenes. States. Yeah. You know, like the whole thing builds and builds and builds to mm-hmm. this like explosive ending. Yeah. And it just like it just gets. I was reading something about how uh, one good like indicator of it is the use of the elevator. Mm. Uh, the elevator ding. So it's like that ding. Oh yeah. So the as that goes on and on and on like you know at first there's like a ding when like Bruce Willis like comes in mm-hmm. to knock down at the beginning and then there's like you know a ding when Gruber and like the terrorists the come in, in and it's just like the more times you hear that throughout there the is film it it's just the getting, ho, ho, and yeah like it's just getting ramped up and ramped up wow. until the very end when after McClane jumps off the building and then he makes his way back before the final confrontation with with uh with Gruber yeah. and his wife, the elevator dings and then it explodes and like you know he has yes. to he like yells out like Jesus Christ. I can't it's like it's it that's where it's just like the chaos is like officially like the building's falling down, yeah. and everything's going to shit, and it's just this constant like ding 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 all the way up to the top. I cannot wait to watch it
1: again through yeah. that lens of thinking about that. Yeah.
2: But I mean, like, was that something that you gotta figure, I mean, a movie they only have like X amount of time to shoot it. Mm -hmm. How much of this stuff is premeditated? How much is it just after years, thirty years of it? People watching it so many times. I mean, you could take away anything from all that. Absolutely. But there, Um, there is a lot of. I mean, there is a lot of uh, like very specific things that
1: very specific decisions that that were were purposeful. Absolutely, that's not something that just kind of pieced together in hindsight. Um, So. I think we, we've talked about the filmmakers, but we just got to dig into the cast because it's so, um, you know, it, it just him as uh, as as the hero in this case was it was kind of a unique choice. It was um, the studio was originally contractually can t- uh, obligated to offer this film to Frank Sinatra the lead role. It had something to do with um, uh, the film is. Uh, what is it? It's, it's, it's a sequel The book What's the book Titled again? I, I mentioned it earlier um, uh, Nothing Lasts Not Forever Never, yeah. So that is a sequel Of, a, of uh, a book That they made a film of Called The Detective So I, I guess Frank Sinatra Was attached to that Or something How old is Frank Sinatra? He was in his 70s so, I always think about that when he was, like, you know, attached to the film, obviously he turned it down, but of, like, him jumping off, like, with the, right. with the fire hose trapped around him, right. is, that, that's, it's just absurd, um, but he was attached to it, right. Arnold end up, ended up um, declining the role, um, Robert De Niro did, he, Arnold wanted to do comedy at that point, so he went out to do Twins right then, um, yes, you, what did you say, Robert De Niro, I know Richard Richard Gere, Like Clint Eastwood Burt Reynolds Sly Stallone Al Pacino Al Pacino Harrison Ford I think Harrison Could have nailed that Real good Don Johnson Nick Nolte Mel Gibson And Richard Dean Anderson Were all offered The role Which is I mean it's just It's amazing I kind of like I could see De Niro Doing that shit Yeah Yeah Definitely At that time Especially too
2: Yeah Well he did So he turned down The role to do Midnight Run Oh okay And that came out Like the same Weekend Oh, Actually, did it really? Yeah. nice. Yeah. And nice. Um, I enjoyed that. Midnight runs fun. Yeah, it is fun. It was, I mean, that, like De Niro was like younger then; totally. like he could handle he could handle fucking action yeah, movies. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Of course he could. Um, yeah, a couple of other of those ideas are great, but it did it, it kind of tumbled down to Bruce Willis, who at that time he was not a action star by any means. He was known for um, T- moonlighting TV, TV, exactly. He was, um, uh, you know. Just, yeah, it was just moonlighting. He was still
2: shooting moonlighting. He, he was he was th- shooti- he was shooting this at the same time. Yeah.
1: They had to shut it down. They had to shut down moonlighting for like eleven really months too. Ridiculous. Do, yeah. Yeah. People do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like just being on one movie. It's like you hear about like James Franco's work ethic. Like, yeah. the dude like just sleeps in like Ubers and stuff. He, uh, really? he shoots yeah. He shoots the deuce and like he was shooting movies and he was doing uh that one um I don't know if it was General Hospital. Or mm-hmm. All My Children But like You know he like Did like Just kind of like As an experimental thing Like He acted in A huge like Character uh, Like 20 episodes Of some random Some random um, Soap so Weirdo opera. man Yeah yeah I mean
1: that's cool too That's it's, I mean It's Yeah
2: it's madness he, Like though. already While he's famous
1: Like recently He, he was, was famous up?
2: Yes Wow Yeah This was like know, was This familiar? was like During like He was getting nominated For like 127 hours yeah. And shit, and he was like in his spare time, on top of like teaching film classes, he was also just doing a stint on like a fucking random soap opera. That's wild. That's so crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's not necessary. It's like he compl- doesn't nah. doesn't have to be doing that. Yeah, it's it's that's choice. That's personal preference and choice. But yeah, so uh, Bruce was Bruce was paid handsomely for it though. He was offered five billion. It's a, that which is a lot at the time yeah. for for who he was. Um, but he obviously nailed it. It was perfect for this. And then, yeah, I mean, he says it's the best role that he's ever done. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, (laughs) he's definitely right. And, uh, percent, and, you know, catapulted him into the mainstream went out to become an action star, which he wasn't. Um, and it was just perfect for like that disgruntled kind of, you know, John, John didn't love himself that much. He was, you know, and they said they kind of, as they were going through the film and making it they were kind of still defining who he was right. and they came through like halfway through that it was kind of like you know upset of how his life turned out a little bit and right. you know so there's there's like a story arc uh, a strong story arc for uh, kind of redemption mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know resolution emotional resolution that was that was deeply embedded into the film which was which was really really deep
2: yeah McTarnan was coming off of Predator mm-hmm. and he kind of didn't want to do a big, bulky, Schwarzenegger, like, Stallone-type presence, which that's what the 80s were all about, like, Mm -hmm. in terms of action movies. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, bigger, like, yeah, exactly. Larger than life. Yep. And this one is, like, kind of like a broken man that's alone, He's tired, he's fighting, he's the only one, like, fighting up there, Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it kind of, like, set the precedent for... For
1: future action, yeah. What they can be? They can yeah. be more depth to them. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't have to be uh, cheese or just like this bigger.
2: And let's not forget the. I mean, out of the, outside of the character, mm-hmm. the plot of Die Hard terrorists take over a building, they're, they're, a lone they're, cop, they're Thieves, not
1: terrorists. Thieves, yes. <laughs> yes.
2: But they do, they we do don't actually, know that they're thieves until yeah.
1: Till he actually, says, we actually he we, says it's actually a line, and in in it's it's because they he really thought terrorists was a little too much, yeah. you know. He did like too mean. He kind of wanted to give them a, a different, um, you know, life. Um, but he does say to uh, uh, at one point, Hans is like, you know, we're not terrorists, we're yeah. thieves, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but but
2: that but that kind of plot structure of a of a action movie kind of. Paved paved the way for so many movies yeah. like die hard on a plane mm-hmm. die hard yeah. on a bus <laughs> yeah. die hard on a train yeah. like yeah. all these different yep all these different films that have taken from this one mm-hmm. movie yeah i don't think like there's another action movie that like so many action movies to follow it have copied that formula mm-hmm. of like we're gonna take one steven seagal character yeah. and like put him on a boat yep and there's a ton of yeah, terrorists
1: yeah. and like he's the only one that can like stop them yeah it's something so special about a, a hero that's like not so perfect and not like it's just a you know chiseled superhero yeah. that's like in battle it's more relatable I mean the they're whole, struggling with stuff I the mean, whole
2: movie he's like kind he's kind of like a mouse like mm. scurrying away from these guys they're yeah. like trying to hunt him down he's not like it feels like if a you know, if dinner. you notice like most of the the action the, most of the shootouts yeah are him running away, yep. like trying Scurrying to get away. The table, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like jumping That's... through elevator shafts yeah. and stuff. Yep. And it's not like like, you know, machismo. Mm-hmm. Shooting it, shooting up a ton of guys. Yeah. It's like him running away from them, maybe capping a couple yeah. in, the, in the process. Yeah, every and, single shootout scene. Absolutely. That's how it goes down.
1: As the series progresses, he becomes more of a superhero type, where he's, his his capabilities seem a little bit more heightened. Right. But you're absolutely right. I mean, he's, he's on not, the move.
2: He's, he's not even at the beginning. He's not even trying to face him. He's just no, trying to call trying to, for help.
1: Absolutely, because he knows he's fucked. That's when he welcomes him to the party, yeah, pal. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Shooting out the window. Um, it's not only such a great hero, but Alan Rickman is just such a great villain. I mean, to me, if I was to, like, list it up, he's a top five villain for me. He's, you know, refined. He's uh, kind of stone-cold, brutal, and, and, like, you know, this, this, this kind of, of sleek way. He's competent. Well, he's, he's, super, he's
2: super charming.
1: Yeah, he's charming. He's too, char- yeah.
2: And he's very likable. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything... He is. You know, all the little comedic quirks about him. Yeah. But he's
1: dangerous. He's, and he's super a, dangerous. He, yeah. He won't think twice about, you know, when he... When he um, when he kills Takagi. Yeah. Yeah. And also uh, when he kills uh, our man Harry Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hans. Booby. Which was <laughs> a... Uh,
2: your white knight. Which was... Um, that was not in the script. Boogie was it not? Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: Good for... It's uh Buckner. Buckner, I think, that, that that played the role. Good on him yeah. for that. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. He kind of looks like what my dad looked like. Oh, did he? When my dad was that age. Oh, yeah. that's cool. If my dad was like a, a traitor, like a coked up <laughs> yeah. trader, And then I was like... <laughs> I saw something when I was just like looking through... When I was just researching shit about this. Like... I, and I never put two and two together when they the scene where they kill him which is an amazing
1: scene mm-hmm. that scene's incredible yep um, yeah because um, yeah, John's like yelling in the background don't yeah. do this they'll kill you yeah it's 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 insane yeah Go on. and um, they, they bring him a coke mm-hmm. a coca cola yeah
2: and one could argue that the reason why they brought him a Coke is because he, when he came in, he asked them if they had any Coke, <laughs> <laughs> and they brought him a Coca-Cola. Yep. Uh, I like to think that maybe there was like, like a prop that. person, There's, like just be like, "Well, we could pour him a drink," but what if we brought him a Coke? out of a Coke.
1: He's, he's um, yeah, I love that scene. It's it's also some great product placement there. I, uh, I also I also love the uh, the Coke use in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I feel like it was so much more... Oh, it was fun to, like, go be at that office party for a yeah, little bit in the beginning. Yeah. It's, like, running around that, you know, interrupts that, that couple having sex. I actually um, wrote... It's kind of embarrassing, but I wrote a piece of uh, diehard fan fiction um, about, like... It's, it's very it, nerdy. It's so nerdy. It's um It publishes that across the margin. i sure it wouldn't publish anywhere, but I know the chief editor there. So, uh, um, but I, I kind of played up all those things, like, you know you know, Hans is I mean, um, uh, Harry Ellis is Coke habit and just the charming things about, um, it's, but it's basically about Hans. Um, but yeah, I didn't, was trying to avoid yeah. mentioning that, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's out now. <laughs> it's out there in the world. But, um, not only is Hans the perfect villain, but it's also, um, it's, that was actually just before I move on from him. That was his first feature, feature film role. Era. Um, The uh, producer, Joel Silver, who's obviously like a god in the game, saw him on Broadway... Dangerous liaisons. Yeah, yep. And uh he just he just had to have them. Um I got to see Alan Rickman on stage once too, which Dude, was really great. He's just I can imagine. He's he's so so terrific. It's may he rest in peace. He's your Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest, he's so funny in that, <laughs> yeah. man. That's um, also Tony Shaloub is funny in that. Dude, that come on. That whole cast. That whole cast is, whole cast is, is great. amazing. It's yeah. it's really so it's it's I I, I love yeah. that you love that. Galaxy Quest is legit. It's legit. It's legit. totally legit.
2: Anyone that's like that appreciates Star Trek.
1: Yeah, how can you not exactly appreciate that? They did definitely. a great job of, of mocking it in, in like a in a really
2: really fun and clever way. And it's hands down the hottest Sigourney Weaver has ever looked. Like, she's
1: very chesty. Yeah, she's very chesty very, very, and very blonde. Chesty. Yeah, she's 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 awesome. Um, but yes, the team of villains. I mean, it's not just Han. The whole group is awesome. I mean, Carl's amazing. Theo. Theo's great. Just the it's 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 such a unique pack, that's mm-hmm. just, and it just it works on so many levels. It's yeah. so cool. Um, so they have, you know, we've already established that the hero is amazing. The villains are amazing. Uh, his wife uh, Holly, the whole time uh, played by Bonnie Bedelia, is just fantastic. The way like her kind of snark cynicism and yeah. realism and strength throughout the whole thing yeah. really, really heightens the experience. Um, but it's deep. That's something I, I, I want to drive home. Uh, again, they, there's a lot of, um, deep inner resolution. And it's not only for, for John McClain, but also for, uh, Al Powell, Powell who is, um, Reginald Reg- Bell Johnson. Yes. Yeah, still waiting to hear back from you. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> we reached out to him for to try to get an interview. Um,
2: He was busy. And we'll keep it up. He he was busy busy. apparently.
1: But um, he uh he accidentally shot a a thirteen year old kid back in the day, and you know he kind of got to find some resolution through this whole experience and ended up gunning down the last of the attackers at the end. Carl, Um, their walkie talkie conversations are just like they're heartfelt and awesome and just like a really great. Uh, you know slower part of this action movie that like like you were saying earlier how they weren't just shooting for the moon there was like this like this like wonderful like you know like lulls that were just kind of building character development and, and yeah just, you know I think um,
2: I mean I definitely should like mention it just because we've mentioned it every I think on the last like 10 podcasts at least mm-hmm. of like uh, a movie that I've cried at, and <laughs> yeah. I would say yeah, t- two years ago, uh-huh. I was because uh, I watched this. So now I've been watching it every Christmas, and we'll get into yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, I I do like I've seen this movie so many times. I watched it maybe two years ago, and gotcha. the end comes where McLean and and Holly are walking out and. McLean and Powell see each other for the first time. And there's like that moment where they, you know, they think it's them and then they realize and then they start laughing Mm -hmm. and then they start hugging. Are you welling up right now? I'm not welling up right now, but I'm getting, (laughs) uh, I'm getting a little little sweaty. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I, I I started like, like lumping up Mm -hmm. and then I was like, holy shit, tears are about to fucking come. From fucking this Die bitch Hard, so happy. and then I cried, yeah. and uh, yeah, now it was great. I fucking cried at Die Hard. Yeah, I don't.
1: I'm, you should not I'm be... man enough to admit I'm, that, dude. That is something you should be proud of. Um, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that.
2: But I don't know if that was something that like it, like an like an audience originally would have reacted to, mm-hmm. or maybe it is just like you know the, the, the legend so well. that yeah. it is now yeah. that you can like pick out. Because it, you do notice that relationship between between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. It's crucial. He's great, man. He's great. He's really he, great. He's he's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I was reading this. I was reading that Roger Ebert gave this a bad review. I saw that. And um, he fucking, like, one
1: of his it, thing, it, His, his criticism. problem was with, with Al-, Al Powell. <laughs> Hashtag racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Um, uh, just. You know, to kind of add to the uh, depth of it, um, I kind of like, and I've seen this written a couple of times, that there's like this uh, anti-authoritative skepticism in, in, in the film, and that is based on the treatment of, in the jokes, based on the FBI... Like when the feds show up, like the, you know, there's kind of like oh the feds type right. thing, and those two guys are kind of clowned. And um, wait, which ones are clowned? The two, the two uh, FBI guys. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, and like, well, and then also it's driven home by the fact that like at one point Hans is like, you know, they're looking for something to go right on the things. Like he's like, you ask for miracles, I give, give you, you the FBI. FBI. And So I, I kind of like that. I was reading about that that someone was digging into the idea that. You know, there was some skepticism towards, um, you know, I think the bureau or just, it, or, you know, authoritative, uh, um, right? People in general.
2: I like how they were both named Johnson.
1: That's what. I, that's or what the jokes mean, were. I yeah. Mean, that's why they, That's when I said clouding. That's like the Johnson, Johnson, Johnson. No relation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good, good. Uh,
2: yeah, good. homeboy that plays the one guy who's like plays the bad guy and likes the. 007, License to Kill. Yeah. He was in a ton of shit. Yeah. Um, just with, like, the pockmarked face. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, yeah. skipping on his
1: name. Now. Yeah, yeah. See if you can grab it real, uh, um, real quick. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, so there's, like, you know, different levels to it, as we can see. But I love... You know, now that we do have hindsight, now that it has been 30 years, it is amazing how Die Hard has become a phenomenon um, in a classic that's really, like, kind of just it really reached its way into American culture. It's, uh, I mean, there's so many references you see everywhere. I saw it, um, you know, on The Office. They've had multiple uh, times where they've really, you know, mentioned it. Parks and Rec, I've seen it. It's
2: Always Sunny did an entire Die Hard Absolutely. episode. Absolutely, I was
1: just going to say that. Simpsons has mentioned it. I was watching Rio with my daughter. There's a joke about Die Hard in there. Just It's everywhere.
2: Yeah. And it's it's actually like... Kind of gaining more momentum now mm-hmm. because of the holidays. There's like, <clears throat> I mean, we we Let's should get into
1: it. Let's do it. Um, so and I hope I hope Will Nanziata is watch is listening. Well, I'm sure he knows we're going to talk about Will. Will he was been on uh, the podcast this uh, podcast multiple times. Will's from God, we and Evan. And while let me take a second and uh, plug Osiris. Osiris, we're part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Go to OsirisPod.com. Uh, to check out a whole plethora of amazing podcasts. and will is on one. he's on God We Evan. that just did a we just did a live taping at um uh, the Cap theater before Ween show that that episodes gonna be released uh, as soon as I am, I'm done mixing it. and then um also uh, another um, thing at, at uh, across the margin, the other podcast I work on. I had uh, two guys from. Uh, Beyond the Pond on and they uh, those guys know their music it's a music episode dedicated to the music of uh, 2018 so if you're looking for new music and, and kind of discover some uh, some really really awesome music you should check out Beyond the Pond that's part of the Osiris Network OsirisPod.com check it out so Will recently we found him on um, Facebook uh, go- going hard on the fact that he does not believe uh, that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And so there is a debate out there in the world uh, whether Die Hard should be considered uh, a Christmas movie or if it should just be kept in its action uh, film genre box. And uh, Brian, uh, you know, before I say, but, but how do you feel about this? I mean, I think it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, we, we agree There's on a, there That's not up for debate. I agree. That's, I, I think this is a no-brainer. Yeah. I think this is absolutely an easy one, but let's... 20th um,
2: Century Fox um, just released a new, like, recut Die Hard trailer that's, mm-hmm. like, been popping up on my social media, left and right. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, they, they, it's they so made good. a statement that, quote, it's the greatest Christmas story ever told, and the new trailer marks the 30th anniversary of the film's release. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one could argue that's a that's a cash grab.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking advantage of, of, of the hype. Yeah, no, of
2: course. Um, and Will to argue for him mm-hmm. um, was saying that just because it takes place at Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas. That's movie. That's fair. That's fair. Right. But there's there's so much more going on than that. By that rationale, is Home Alone a Christmas movie? Because that takes place at Christmas. It's definitely but, a Christmas movie. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't like you could have made it at a Halloween. Yeah, yeah, and it would still be the same movie. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I about mean, it. it's a Wonderful Life. How do you determine that that's a Christmas movie?
1: Yeah, it I takes think, place at Christmas, yeah. but like, and he's... I think he, he speaks of uh, like Christmas magic in there because he did get you know the ghost visit. But I, I, the way I look at it is first and foremost, I mean. Every movie is a Christmas movie if you want it to be. You know, we don't have to kind of, you know, stick anything into a box. You'll notice that big studios uh, released a lot of movies on Christmas Day that are big on heart. Um, You know, for example, Catch Me If You Can came out. Benjamin Button came out on Christmas. Uh, uh, Avatars and Lord of the Rings, you know. It's a big thing. So those could be looked at as, you know, in that way. But I'm not saying those are Christmas movies. I'm just saying those, you know, things... You know, big on heart, those are like things that people look at, um, you know, are synonymous with Christmas time for a lot of people. So, whatever you want to watch, I I like the idea of revisiting things annually. But Die Hard goes way beyond that. Yeah. Uh, The entire film takes place during the holiday season. The plot is driven by the holidays, where a man takes a trip to California for Christmas to visit his children during the Hollywood holiday and win back his wife's affection. You know, that's kind of Christmas magic happening right there. It, it, it has three Christmas songs in it. Let It Snow, Winter Wonderland, and Christmas in Hollis. And, and, and Ode to Joy. Oh, oh yeah.
2: Ode yeah. to Joy is the main, like, mute, the the main score, yep. essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, McTiernan wanted to use Ode to Joy whenever referencing the the, the terrorists because he wanted to bring, like, a... Like, it, it kind of, like, more upbeat, like, fun melody every time that that they were brought in. Um, and yeah. Ode to Joy is the very last, it's the very last piece used in the credits. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, kind of, like, the, the greatest crescendo in classical we music.
1: Weeks of Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't
2: understand. Even, even like, I mean, when they're playing Ode to Joy in the, in the film, <clears throat> when they're opening up the vault... Yeah. It's just, like, the vault opens up, and then, like, it's shedding this, like, angelic light on Gruber and, like, Theo and, like, one of the other, like, no-namers' faces,
1: and it's just, like, the the music, like, pauses for a second, you just hear Theo say, Merry Christmas. Yes. And think about this. The film ends with McLean wishing Argyle a Merry Christmas as the paper falls from the sky like snow. Like and, and and the last
2: and, line of the film is Argyle saying, If this is your idea of Christmas, I gotta be
1: there absolutely. for Absolutely. And then it closes with Let It Snow. I mean, this is Is it Let It, it, let it Snow? Let It Snow comes out right yet. right, right yeah. after that Argyle scene where they're saying Christmas. this Oak is a Detroit. Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. It is crazy. And even the film's uh, screenwriter, Stephen D'Souza Souza, he's he is firmly in the Die Hard as a Christmas movie camp. He's it's the goddamn screenwriter yeah. is saying, Yes, this is absolutely a Christmas movie. Yeah. Bruce Although Willis, Bruce Willis said that it wasn't. But that his reason was is because it's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie that's his line he said he's like it's a Bruce Willis movie so he's just looking at yeah. it. he wanted it to be about him you know that was when he said no that was the next line he said mm-hmm. so it's I just I don't see it so there's um there's this writer I really like Steve Hayden um it's a, he wrote a book called uh, Twilight of the Gods which is really really good I couldn't recommend it more um so he had this quote that he was... Uh, I'm going to pull up something real quick. Um, he, he wrote that Die Hard is a Christmas movie because it's about a disillusioned man who comes to appreciate how good his life is by besting a significant personal challenge during the holiday season. Boom. That's it. Yeah. That's done. And just like that whole idea of a disillusioned man who um, comes to appreciate how good his life is, that just kind of that kind of mirrors, like, you know, it's it's, uh, it's a wonderful life in that Man. way, too. It's, I mean, everything about this. I don't understand at all any argument against this being a Christmas movie. And also, open your mind and heart. It's fun that an action movie like this has been viewed over time, you know, irregardless of uh, uh, intent when the film came out. The fact that, like, it has become, over this time, You know, looked at as a Christmas movie, an action film like that. I think that's incredible. Yeah. I love that. I'd rather watch. Hit, then it's a wonderful. Absolutely, movie. we. Should, I mean, I'm surprised Will's against this because I, we should all be celebrating yeah. an action film like this had the potency and the ability to become a Christmas movie. Right. How cool is that?
2: Yeah, I think it's awesome. I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's great that Will racked up like <laughs>
1: 300 <laughs> comments. Absolutely, he, he on like himself. a <laughs> random like Facebook post. Yep. Of his he like yeah, I've been. I, I mean, I've been. I've like had two comments. I've had Jesus
2: things. Christ! I posted something about. <laughs> fucking food the other night yeah. and like he and then, said this looks delicious and by the way Christmas, uh, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie mm. and I step away from my phone for five minutes and then all of a sudden there's like 80 comments on that so like, you're odd waiting yeah my, my aunt came in and
1: was just like, I
2: agree with Will
1: <laughs> they were talking Um I just mentioned Stephen Hayden, who I love as a writer uh, the reason I came upon that Die Hard quote this is kind of fun real quick he put out a little list of uh, not the best uh, Christmas movies, but the best snowy movies of all time. Mm. Check out this list. There's some great ones on it. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, Inside Lewin, Lewin Davis. He makes me cold the entire time watching him. McCabe um, and Mrs. Miller. Yeah, Jack. You ever see that? No, I've right really never read that. I don't
2: know, who directed that. Altman? Robert Altman did that? Is that an Altman film? Yeah, no. it's oh, a, I didn't see that. It's, it's a random one.
1: It's yeah. Yeah, he mentions Die Hard two, Wind River, which I love. That's yeah. Taylor Sher- Sheridan's film from last year, Cliffhanger, Cliffhanger. The, Revenant, the Revenant, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what a film that was! Um, Hateful Eights here, uh, Alive, uh, Shining, of course, The Gray, and uh, Fargo, of course. Fargo, so. yeah. I like that list. I thought it was fun. You're thinking about all the snowy films, the ones that make you feel like frigid on the inside. So yeah, Revenant. Yeah. I don't know how they did that. Yeah, I know. I um looks like it sucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah. It looks like it absolutely. sucks. making that. I, uh, I had a funny uh, experience watching that where uh I was at it they've turned it into a better movie theater up here. Um but it was like an old beat down movie theater at this point uh right over here in Brooklyn and it was a freezing day. It was so cold. It was, you know, like you know, negative something degrees outside. Uh, and I went in to see The Revenant. It was like the first day it came out. I was so excited, and they had no heat. So we're sitting there watching, watching The Revenant, which yeah. is like a freezing movie. We could all there's not too many of us in there, but we're all wearing our jackets. You can see our breath really? while we're watching. It's yeah, kind of the way to watch it. Absolutely, it was. it, yeah. was, it was like perfectly like matching. Like if he's shivering, yeah. we're all in there shivering, and yeah. it was it was wild. So, uh, so we settled it there. Die I mean, Hard is a Christmas movie. It's, yeah, that, it's just like I said; it's a no-brainer.
2: For for any uh, listeners that aren't that can't see, uh, Mike has a Die Hard Christmas. Uh, what, is what would you
1: call this? A picture oh, book. A picture book, exactly. I gave you a copy of this, you right? You did, it's dope. I, yeah. so it's, it's I, I, I those... want
2: to like break it out to my nieces, but I will get in trouble, I think. Yeah. She's
1: only seven. It reads, "'Twas the night before Christmas and up in the tower. Everyone was partying except one wallflower." I won't read the whole thing, but a little taste. John McCain missed his wife. Things just weren't the same. Since Holly had moved West Coast and changed their last name. He tried to win her back, but still she said no. While well, unbeknownst to them, there was trouble below, and it goes on, and it really like it just does the whole. I just I think that's tons yeah, of fun. Yeah, it's good. So. They
2: really kind of like nailed her, her bosom too. <laughs> they did indeed. She, yeah, these pictures are great. She's got Bonnie. She's got. They nailed the, uh, the the Holly
1: Cleavage. The, look at the, the the whole crew right there. That's I cool. love the
2: uh, I love the first guy that
1: that um, he's the ho ho like, ho guy who yeah, ended up. The,
2: in, ho, his, his, uh, his his nerdy,
1: yeah, his fucking nerdy. eighties yeah. yellow glasses with his with his gray sweatsuit.
2: Yeah, gosh,
1: <laughs> the, the team of villains was just so so spectacular. Yeah, just, the, uh, the Asian dude that's hmm. in like every eighties action movie. Yeah, he was also in. Black. I always think of him. eating the the candy right He's eating in the candy.
2: He's the guy that tortures Mel Gibson in lethal weapon oh yeah he's in like black rain mm-hmm. he's in a ton of them yep someone should do a documentary about um random like no name action side characters yeah. like extras yep or yeah because that that, or, that like, dude that dude, that dude worked in yeah. the 80s yep he had like the Fu Manchu beard mm-hmm. It's probably, like, the only, like, Asian actor that was, like, getting work as, like, a henchman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He, he, had, he had it on lock. He had the market cornered. Yeah. On, on the Asian henchman thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Die Hard. What, what What? a film. It's real. It's, I just, it's, it's, it's keeps, it keeps, it's aged so well. I watch it, and I am still so incredibly entertained and finding new things, as we discussed here tonight. It's just, it's still, it, it hits so hard. Yeah. Again, 30 years later yeah i'm gonna watch it
2: next week on christmas yeah yeah as
1: i'm not so as i'm not, cele- as I'm I'm not celebrating
2: again. any any christmas whatsoever it's not a. it's i don't do i don't do gifts anymore oh you're, you're wow. do, i'm out you are in on
1: the war on christmas
2: i'm you're, you're front line hundred percent because it's uh you know it's a it's it's the corporations wanting mass consumerism, Absolutely. which is bullshit. Yeah. Stuff isn't going to buy you happiness. Ask my
1: daughter. A back. viewing, <laughs> yeah. A viewing of Die Hard though is going to buy you, happy you happiness. Bad, bad happiness. Yeah, I mean, I'm still into it enough for. Uh, I, it, there is magic for children. Yeah, it's definitely true. I, oh, well, I for, know for for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, about Brian. For sure. Yeah, no, no. The no, machine no. starts earlier and earlier each year, and that just that just buy things. You know, just all. It's, it's, it's consumerism and capitalism that's fucking worse yeah it's my mom weird. is just like what do you want I'm like nothing you yeah. know
2: there's nothing you're that like I again. mean it yeah I'm I'm, good. I'm fine yeah. and she's like so I'll just get you like a couple yeah. things I'm like stop I know her she likes like, to give you yeah, like yeah, yeah don't, it's, it's don't buy
1: stuff yeah uh, I thought we could do one thing this is gonna be our last episode of uh, this year and um, you know instead of talking about the best films of the year in our eyes cause I think we could probably do that around the award season um, I figured real quick we could just talk about some of our, our favorite television shows of 2018 just to kind of wind down the year because it serves not only as a die-hard celebration but our right. kind of year-end episode as well TV um, and movies or? TV's I was, TV. TV I was thinking TV's TV because uh, I, I think during the award season we should start we should, Talk about the best films of the year. Yeah. And maybe I mean, even dedicate an episode uh, to some of the best films of the year. I feel yeah. like I haven't seen them the best films but, of the year and, yet. And the I be- think the, I mean, exactly. The big Oscar push and a lot of the movies are just kind of hitting the theaters yeah. and coming out, right? Hopefully, because I don't think it's been an amazing year. Dude, it's get, been a.
2: The, I mean, my favorite movies of the year, I'm um, the top three yeah. for me were like Infinity War, Mission <laughs> Impossible, Fallout yeah. and Incredibles 2. Those yeah. are <laughs> like Oscar movies. Yeah. But I'm like there is some shit coming out. Like Absolutely. I'm fucking super pumped to see
1: Destroyer. <laughs> yeah.
2: Destroyer looks oh, incredible. Yes.
1: Yep, Vice looks incredible. I'm gonna watch Roma tonight. Roma and, uh, looks whatever. incredible. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's some things. Yeah, Vice looks cool, doesn't Vice it? Vice looks really yeah. good. Yeah. I, I, I like the um all the uh, um acting choices the casting oh, there it is. it's so fun yeah. it's so fun it. so let's uh, real quick um, do you have a list at all? I know I have uh, a top I have, I a, top, I have a top
2: three oh cool uh, Game of Thrones that was 2017
1: though wasn't it? no they did what? It was oh shit! It up today. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's because I mean, it's being oh, celebrated. Oh, that's right. It's so. been two years. Yeah. Oh. April. It's coming. April. Yeah. That's, April's gonna be here before we know it. We're I know. gonna be deep, deep. We're gonna be into finishing that. up True Detective. Yeah. And, uh, I'm excited about that as well. Yeah, I really
2: am. Um, what are or, those other two there? All right, so then I and I got another. Yeah. Um, Handmaid's Tale.
1: Yo, so good. Uh, the Americans mm-hmm. final season. Yep. Uh, Narcos Mexico. So yes, that's yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna start Narcos uh uh just like this weekend. I, it's it's time. I'm so excited and because you've been pushed it's great a little bit.
2: It's still dope. It's still it's dope. dope. Great. Uh Diego Luna's great. There is a character uh on there. I don't know the guy's name. I've never seen him in anything else, but he plays Don Nado, mm-hmm. who is basically the Diego Luna character, like his right hand yeah. man or and he's he's a joy to behold. He's mm-hmm. like one of the best characters that Narcos has like put out there. Saying like a lot, fantastic. Um, the uh, Michael Pena character, mm-hmm. I think, was miscast. Oh no!
1: Yeah, he can be good. He can be
2: really good. He can.
1: I think it's he's really. I think just, he's
2: seriously miscast okay. in this role. Um, but yeah, they they bring it and they set it up for another season. Great. With, still, this, with this, dude, crew. Narcos is just a powerhouse. a Great job. It's. I mean, I think it's like. I think it's the best shit Netflix puts out. Yeah. yeah. Consider they put out trash. Yeah. Or shit
1: She's that I'm... Yeah. Black Mar- is Black Mirror... Could we con- no, that's actually... Because that Black Mirror... Black
2: Mirror is technically Netflix now. Okay, it is um, uh, at this and point. And that wasn't this
1: year, yeah. right? That no, was last year. Oh, it was. Last it was. Year. This season came out... It was the beginning of uh, 18.
2: Okay, so yeah. we that Black was Mary. Our, okay, so Black Mirror. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's your replacement <laughs> strategy right there.
2: Yeah. Black Mirror was better than Narcos. So I'll put Black Mirror at the top of that list. Yep Handmaid's Tale second. That's awesome. Uh and Americans final season. Right uh that I mean Carrie Russell's fucking Those two incredible are good. Those two are yeah. really good. Yeah.
1: Uh, um so I did And then
2: as a and then as a
1: uh honorable mention. Honorable you. mentions, yes.
2: I would say Wild Wild Country.
1: Yes, I've that on my list um, right here
2: and uh, sharp objects. Yes, which, sharp, both are on was, my list. Which was, f- I'll never ever ever watch that again. One of those. It's one of those.
1: exactly. I'm
2: sure. I'm, it I'm affected sure, me deeply. I'm sure I'm missing some, and I'm yeah. not through the entire season of Man in the High Castle mm-hmm.
1: yet. But I love that.
2: Show. Fucking dope. love that show. So, so cool. good. Uh, you know who like. Dude, the German girl, yeah, is really yeah. doing it for me. Yeah. this season. Yeah. Yeah. she's, she's so fucking hot. She's yeah. so she's so she's talented, so sexy, so. man. Yeah. I just
1: like I completely buy all of it. <laughs> I buy it. <laughs> buy it it. Love it. Um, uh, a little caveat, just like you said. For I did write a list of top ten. Uh, I've not seen Narcos. I haven't seen Homecoming. I haven't seen the Assassination yeah. of uh, Versace or uh, BoJack. I need to see those. I heard they're all awesome this yeah. year. Do people bug out about BoJack? They do, and, I'm, and the people that do that are in my life, I trust them. Yeah, and so I'm going to give it a go. Honestly. Shout out to our friend Christine Roden. Mm-hmm. She's Christine big, needs to come out, is she? Yeah, she's a big BoJack maybe fan. Maybe we, we could even bring her on. She's, I mean, she's so awesome to talk to about these type of things. Yeah, maybe talk BoJack or something she's into. I'd love to have her on the show. Yeah, um, we'll get her on some. Feminist shit. Yeah, she's 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 a bomb. Top ten for me was *Handmaid's Tale*, *Black Mirror*, *Barry*, *Mrs. Maisel*, *Secession*, *Westworld*, *Wild Wild Country*, *Daredevil*, *Sharp Objects*, and uh, I had to cap off uh, at number one in my world was *Atlanta*. Um, I I think it was, uh, just kind of the crowning achievement for the year. It was deep. There was an episode. What are they at?
2: Season three, by now? They'll be starting
1: season three. This was season two. There's an episode, um, titled woods where Brian Tyree Henry, um, it's an ode to his lost mother. It's so intense. The Teddy Perkins episode is one of the most surreal half hours in television history. If you ask me, the Florida man bit in episode one is hilarious. Uh, the Fubu episode brought me back to my childhood in the best and worst ways it's each episode so unique and well crafted it's uh, it's pretty awesome so that was that was my favorite. Man, you so. did marvelous, Mrs. Maisel, huh? I love it. I just finished season two. It's really, it's a, it's a well, well crafted. Yeah, I have, no, I have no interest. I love Tony Shalhoub a lot, he, and it's like it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing uh, role for him to spotlight, like what he can do. He's such a great you know theater. It's, very, it's, it's like I like theater, and I go, the yeah, I know. If you like theater, I hate. It's, it's very it. orchestrated in that way. It's, it's, and it's. And it, he's such a good theatrical actor, and this really suits him in that role, which is really really cool.
2: Yeah, that's why I don't want to watch. It's, it. not I, it's not for I, it's you. It's not, not for you. You know how I feel about musicals. Mm-hmm. I I caught like twenty minutes of it, and they were doing a scene where everything was like super coordinated. Like yeah, that's they were and getting
1: people love that. You know that, right? I, mean, I you do. Know, I you do. understand that? That's a cool. This thing is why I fucking it. hated uh, Baby Driver. Yeah, you didn't see. People thought that was brilliant. Yeah, it's the amount I, of work it takes to get these things right is insane. It. I yeah. get it, but it just like it doesn't feel screen, organic sometimes to Sometimes right? I'm just
2: like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. like for me, like like um, the like when you talk ab- the way you talk about that mm-hmm. um, about the coordination yeah. it takes to get something like that. For me, like crowning achievement type shit is like a like the crazy steady cam shot mm-hmm. in Children of Men. Yeah where it's like a 10 minute shot of You know we're talking about the same thing. Right? I do, but it's like <laughs> that shit is yeah. like that shit feels real. Yeah. If fe- and there's whereas, more
1: there's more of an organic feel. They feel like you're putting you in Baby into Driver
2: it. I was just like why is the Every gunshot lining mm-hmm. up with like drum kicks on the fucking song, like stop. Which it. I'm fucking getting off on. No, I, I think I that's hated amazing. It. I hated it um, so much. I know
1: you hated Maniac, but there's actually, actually I didn't
2: hate Maniac. Oh, good. I, I love it. I watched but, uh, the first episode. Yeah.
1: I watched it with my girl. I my, should sit my, down one time with you though. If you're not gonna watch it, I want to show you a scene because they do a Steadicam scene, and you know uh, what's his name? Kerry Fukui. Fouquet, yeah, he does. Uh, you know, he, he's the director on it, and cinematographer. And there's one scene where he does his thing. You know, like, yeah. like that's very similar to what he did and, in uh, True Detective and Beast of No Nation. And Beast of No Nation. There's some good. I want to show you that scene with Doug Liman. Yeah,
2: I, I just I watched the first episode of Maniac yeah. and I was like, I, I'm not doing this. Yeah, like I, I loved it. I have yeah, other- it,
1: it. Almost made my list. i really but I love surreal stuff. I'm like, I'm I'm weird on that, and it's super super surreal, and and it, it just it feels like it's like kind of grounded in like here and now, but it's also like. It's an alternate reality. It's, I, it's, I also wasn't. A, I also really like wasn't feeling
2: Jonah Hill. Yeah, like I wasn't. I mean, sometimes it's hit or miss with him. Yeah, a- and it's, a unique, it's I, kind I've of not, an understated role. Like the, you get
1: to know it eventually. This though. is the same I think thing. It'd
2: be good. I think this is the same thing. Like that, I had with. Um, Do you miss Fat Jonah? I mean, he'll be back. <laughs> he'll, be back. he'll be back in like three months. Um, this is the thing that I that the reason why I stopped watching Altered Carbon I made it through like seven episodes mm-hmm. of that show and finally I had to stop because like some of the acting Oh yeah was yeah. just fucking like terrible mm-hmm. Some of it was great so Joel great. Kinnaman is the man yeah, I good. fucking the, uh, love him The
1: hotel guy He's great He's so good I like the premise I, I really I Dude there's a lot of good elements about oh, yeah. Altered Carbon Did you get renewed? I think I feel like it did It did something I don't
2: know Does he come back?
1: Uh, that's the question. That's, that's really the question. Um, yeah, either way, sure. wait.
2: So, what, so, wait. It was uh, say your list again, real quick. Oh, uh,
1: Handmaid's Tale, Black Mirror, Barry, Miss Maisel, Secession, Westworld. All right. So, uh, yeah. Wild, Wild Country, Daredevil, Sharp Objects, and Atlanta. But I did miss out on some of those. Yeah, Westworld. West I, I mean, I obviously love Westworld, yeah, but I,
2: I wouldn't put it anywhere close to like Black Mirror, Americans, or Handmaid's yeah, Tale. Yeah. Or narcos. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I don't know. I maybe mean, maybe it's on the same level as, yeah. as narcos. And I know you like Secession. I watched like I watched like
1: four episodes of Secession. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah, I think it will get better. Too. I think I think I mean from where you are at, I feel like it gets better. The last bunch of episodes were really, really, really fun. You didn't uh, put it so you didn't what'd you feel about the Deuce? I like the Deuce. I thought about the Deuce. Yeah. I really like I feel like the Deuce is still an underrated show.
2: I, I don't no one talks it's about the deuce I, I think this season Was not as good As the first mm-hmm. season And I still haven't Finished it I'm oh, on wow. like I'm like episode 8 mm-hmm. I got like two left That's, that's, that's something te- If it's a, a testament It's yeah. a testament That's how I usually know Like how much I'm into a yeah. show Like we were watching High Castle And Narcos At the same time And at a certain point I'm just like We're just crushing Narcos, Narcos I'm God. not I don't like Come on Let's just fucking do this Yeah
1: yeah But that's just, just shows, yeah, it's like I've, um, in my DVR, like, there's a show there that, like, uh, or something that I'm not watching, I'm like, you're not into it, yeah, it's, it's it's really, it's a unique way to, uh, you know, show what you really like, it's like, it's like the best songs, you know, you can talk about what you think are like the best songs, but you just go to your Spotify, and your most played songs, those are, those are your, Mm -hmm. that's your heart, what you're watching, what you like, you know, make the unconscious decision to veer towards that's I, that's where you're at i just also like this time
2: in my life like mm. just where i'm at in my life now i'm really like making specific choices about what to watch cuz yeah. i'm i'm like not i'm not watching you know 24 hours a day i'm yeah. doing other shit i have other yeah. shit to occupy my time so yeah. i i think there's so much good stuff out there totally. but like if something isn't like I'm only trying to focus on things that are like I'm going to enjoy watching Absolutely. that are going to take up like a good like hour or two hours of my time. Yeah. Sometimes and I, it sounds like a dick move, but like sometimes I'll see like a trailer for something or or a spot for a TV show or something, yeah. and I'll know immediately. I'm like I'm, I don't. That's
1: not gonna. That's there. not gonna enter my. World. I don't
2: care <laughs> like how many people say like, and the, and the problem with like doing your your like when you when you ask me and you're just like, it's have like a list of, you yeah, know. I'm just curious what, what really got, it's you. it's really tough because yeah. like, cause then I was just like, okay, let me go back and like set, like put in like list of mm-hmm. like all TV shows mm-hmm that comes up i'm like oh jesus fucking <laughs> christ
1: is there so much bullshit out yeah. there there's so much garbage it's so much garbage and also i mean just with the amount of stuff there's so much good i know a lot of people that have a lot of anxiety about like trying to keep up yeah you know like if it's just a crazy thing to like but deal with
2: but i th- i think i mean i have enough people in my life that are like appreciate good art mm-hmm. and can tell you you know, like give you a good recommendation. Yeah. But now I'm at the yeah. point I'm just like, you're telling me to watch this. I'm you're gonna like, watch it. Like this is on but, you, man. <laughs> yeah. Listen, motherfucker.
1: Like do you make me waste four hours uh, in I'm, my coming, I'm We're gonna have a talk. <laughs> yeah. gonna, I love that. But put it on it. Alright, cool. Well I know now that if I really want to push you towards something, I have to take the responsibility and uh own it on that end. So I'll keep that in mind. Die hard, man. Die hard. That was so fun to talk about it. Yeah, I mean it's really it's I think summer. we'll
2: I think we'll do this every year.
1: I do and like yes, we 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 kind of reached out late for some guests on it, but we'll we'll try to get on that earlier. We we had some fun ideas there and we'll try to we'll, I I love the idea of a diehard Christmas spectacular year in and year out. That's going yeah. to be fun. We'll, we'll figure out different angles to do it, but uh, uh, really appreciate everyone listening in. Glad we can uh, get together here, have a few laughs, and um, And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining the party. Thanks for being a part of this diehard 30th anniversary slash Christmas spectacular. Happy holidays. Christmas, Theo, is the time of miracles, so be of
0: good cheer and call me when you hit the last lock. Osiris. This podcast is In The Loop, the Legion of Osiris
1: Podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.
0: Oh, the weather outside is frightful But the fire is so delightful And since we've no place to go let it snow, let it snow, let it snow It doesn't show signs of stopping And I brought some corn for popping The lights are turning way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How oh, I hate going out in the storm But it do dear, we're still good But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I hate going out in the storm. But if you